Mood.tv <laughs> welcome back, everybody. <laughs> welcome back, me. I miss I missed a week. I dropped a beat. Yeah, welcome back. Good to be back. Feels good. Took three pairs of shoes to fill yours. It's true. I feel very good to be back. And I I uh and I brought along with me the four blonde what was the name of that band? Four blonde Four non non blondes. Four non blondes. They're one of those bands that that was it. I think that was it for them, that song. <laughs> but was that them? Four Non Blondes. Yep. Oh, okay. I, I get to her with uh, that Tracy, give me one reason to stay here. Well, welcome back to Let Me Ask You a Question, everybody. Uh, we got the regular lineup here. We got producer EJ5000. I- I'm going to say producer slash host whenever Anthony and around 5000, EJ. Good to be back. Good to see you back. Good to see you, gentlemen. And the Gregor Man. Yeah, and I'm going to say never host Greg Man. One day. And I will also apologize for any of my audio quality. I am getting my 2015 laptop battery that was apparently recalled by Apple replaced finally in 2021. Nice, nice. Big year. Big year. Big day. Big day. (laughs) All right, well, that brings me to this question. The question is something like, do you like movies particularly superhero style movies and particularly villains where they attempt to explain how they became how they became like for instance joker but more recently i'm reminded of this because there's the new and this is not like a superhero but there's the new cruella movie that i think kind of humanizes cruella for the audience and i'm just wondering like do you like these movies or how do you feel about these kinds of movies I definitely think I like them. It's tough to say because they do often kill off their villains in like superhero movies nowadays. But taking it from like the idea of the comic standpoint, like these villains are the ones that are around and always around and always come back. So it is nice to kind of get a little light shit on their backstory. I don't know if you'd include like Venom into this mix or not. I also wouldn't. I'm not the best person to. I mean, I don't I don't know all of it, but is that what they do with that movie? Yeah, I haven't seen that one either. I mean, not really. It's kind of like he's he's still like the hero, but it's kind of anti-hero. I mean, like, because you everybody knows. I mean, most people know, you know, Venom as uh, a heel to use Anthony's terminologies to Spider-Man. He's not a face. He's not. Spider-Man is the face. Venom is the heel. But. You know, they also do at some point in the comics and stuff come together because they have to fight Carnage and other things of that nature. But that movie is more was more just like an opportunity. I think Sony just had the rights and they wanted to do something. So they like, you know, make Eddie Brock very likable and force that whole thing. But yeah, so it's, it's tough to say because he like Venom still eats people in the movie. You know, Venom's got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> but Venom eats people. Yeah. Like Hannibal Lecter style. I mean, no, he comes out like and has like the venom thing and just like chomps him up like he's a horror film monster. He didn't cook him up all nice like Ray Liotta. Eddie Brock is not sitting there like cutting up steaks or whatever off of people. Uh, he just eats them like big monster style. But this movie is about Venom? Yeah, I mean, the Venom, there's the second one's coming out, which it will be about him and Carnage. Do you sympathize with Venom in the movie, though? Or are you like, you know, he's misunderstood? Not really. Like, you don't really sympathize with him. It's more of just like, it's just fun to watch that character. Yeah. And and as a foil, just by way of contrast, I, I 
I feel in the stuff and the stuff that I've heard about it or read about it, that like in the world of DC versus Marvel, like DC much more is is not into doing that. It's just like these characters are just gods. There's no explaining them in a certain sense. Yeah, to harken back to an episode that we had. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That the the Marvel and DC universe is what I had heard something very similar where uh but they they had they set it into a slightly different way where in the DC universe these are perfect people with one flaw as where the Marvel universe is are regular people with one strength. Uh yeah, 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 that makes sense. Which I think is way more relatable, mm-hmm. but not everybody relates to that universe, but I think that's why if I may step in here and start talking about the question, villains are more fun to uh, like when you were a little kid and you were playing a game. It's always more fun to be the bad guy. They're more interesting. They're more well-rounded because they're not completely evil. They're people, but they were scorned or there's usually, like you said, an origin story to why villains, at least in movies and whatnot, became bad. It's not like they were born evil and they just want to watch the world burn. It's very rarely do we see that. So it's kind of neat because like there's a new TV show coming out about Loki yep. in the Marvel Universe. He's another god. He is a, a god. In I think it's Norse mythology. Norse mythology. So he's Thor's brother, Odin's son. So he's the mischievous rascal. And it's a show for him. It's a bad guy show. Uh, also, there's another, to speak of Marvel, there's a MODOK show right now, which is another supervillain. And it creates the universe that we get to know him as a person. And then you're like, oh, that's why he's a bad guy. So, like, you can relate to him because it wouldn't take much for any of us to be, be become supervillains if we had, you know, a billion dollars. <laughs> True. <laughs> Everybody's been scorned. Everybody. So it's kind of nice to see, like... I think it's normal to want revenge or schadenfreude, but being a human is to not act on those things. So it's kind of a really cool way that we can kind of live out that passion to get revenge on whatever it is, you know? Oh, yeah. Catharsis. Sure. Yeah. I think I think that's why those movies are, are so successful because, like, you can relate because we've all been scorned. And then you kind of forget about all the bad shit that those characters do. Like, another one was, uh, like, you had mentioned Cruella de Vil, Maleficent. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about what is that character. I don't even know what that character is. So that's the Snow White witch villain. Yeah. Oh, I see. And I mean, just straight up, beautiful movie. Like if you took out any of the anything else, they it's it's glorious. They they did a perfect job with it, directing and art, art and everything else. So there's a credit to that too. Like a perfect example of where we have bad guys running the show, but the movie sucked is the original Suicide Squad. So I heard, yeah. That movie is complete garbage. I felt empathy for no one, not the actors, yeah. not the director, and certainly not the characters. <laughs> you need to be able to create a piece of art before I can empathize with them. Don't worry, second one's coming. Second one's coming, but it's directed by James Gunn. It is. The director of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm excited. So EJ... When you were young, you liked to be the villain. Yeah, I mean, if I was, you know, I would, I would often play pretend with Greg a man. Uh, I don't know, Anthony, you and I didn't do that all that often. I don't like to pretend. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we would wait for the school bus. You know, whenever I was available to her in the summer times, we would would play, you know, Ninja Turtles or Sonic the Hedgehog. But we would play pretend. I was usually the uncool kid because I was the only child, so everything that was good was already taken. So I would often off, you know, I, okay, I'll be the bad guy. You know, like. Why not? It's an easy way for me to be an adversary and seem cool and confident in myself, even though it's just like, well, I'm a kid. I don't have any siblings, so I guess I'll be the bad guy. <laughs> or I would always be like the the last rung hero. And like, you know, I would I would never get to pick the good one. So I guess it's more I guess it's fun. like in what you're saying is like you get to get yourself off a little bit because you get a pass to be a douchebag. 
I mean, if you think about just as far as characters go, right? The villains and animation are always over the top. The bad guys always have a voice, you know, that's always like a thing. Yeah, right. Most of the time, good guys until very recently didn't have a cool voice, you know, like they were the straight men, you know, if, to talk about wrestling or comedy, like the straight man was usually the good guys and, and, and the, the villains got to be funny or get poked fun at. So yeah, they had more over the top voices for sure. Yeah, which is fun, especially as a kid. So you do all the voices. You did the voices. I, feel, I do lots of voices. You know me. I know you like your voices, but did, I guess in the process of your playing, were you ever like, "There's a reason I'm like this"? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Like, I, how much character development? Were, <laughs> yeah, were you doing? You mean like the villain? Yeah, when you were a little kid and you were playing the villain, you were like. But I'm misunderstood. I probably put a little bit of that of my own, again, like self-loathing little kid nonsense into that. And I definitely gravitated towards that because I was like a mostly happy kid, but a little miserable (laughs) once I got to a certain age for non-specific reasons. So I'm sure I could always relate to the to to the misunderstood villain. You know, there are just straight up evil like Krang. Krang's nobody like Ninja Turtles. Krang, he's just a bad guy. He evil. They, They need to make a movie about Krang. How did Krang get to be so evil? Yeah. You know, so it's like hard to relate to those kind of guys. It's hard to relate to Krang just because of how he looks, because he's a brain. You can't have a movie about him because he's just a brain. He's in one of the new Michael Bay ones. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. So. Oh, is he drippy? You think he's drippy? He always seemed drippy. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it always seemed like it was real wet inside the dude he was in. I think the toy even had like a faux liquid. Oh, did it? I think in the movie he's like, no, nah, I can't remember. Is he? I feel like he sloshes around though. Like, is he in glass or does he slosh? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I feel like his his little in the cartoon he was always just like there, like his hands came out a little bit. Yeah, like his brain tentacles would come out. Yeah, so he wasn't contained. What was the name of his little bitch that carried him around? <laughs> The big thing is just he sprays him with a spray bottle. Yeah, he moistens him up. Did it have a name? I think the whole thing was was him. Oh, Krang was the big boy, too. Oh, like if I was going to install myself, like I thought that that maybe like that, that thing had its own being and like Krang, like, you know, they signed a contract or something like Bobby Lashley and McIntyre and then Krang entered him. But Krang decided to build a giant boy. To be inside. Yeah, which I think he like controlled sometime. I don't know. Say, this is why we need the backstory. Did Crane like build it? Was he watching Bob Vila and Cameron with his little <laughs> tentacles to build this thing? Either the movie, the comic book, or the show, I don't remember, but there's it's not just one Krang. You know, there's like the Krang verse. There's like Krangs. I think that's in the first new Michael Bay movie. It's oh. like they're like a whole race of those things. Oh, so one Krang came on down here. And I think in the comic books, it's like one came through the dimension or some shit. This is all going to be very interesting to most of our listeners. Everybody who listens to us knows Krang. I just wonder if he had like a bunch of sex boys up there, you know? Yeah, he had he made like robot underpants. Like, why make robot underpants if you don't have a robot dick? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like weird robot stuff. It's like uncanny valley sex stuff. All right, now we're getting to the bottom of this. Well, Krang was we're definitely talking. getting to the bottom of it. Oh, but didn't he? Didn't he in the cartoons? Didn't he like put on a trench coat around his the thing, and didn't he go out sometimes? And like that's how he could hide it. Oh, to like go to the movies? I don't know about the movies, but like to be out in plain sight. <laughs> but it's like a bunch of rats in a trench coat. You know how they go and they pay one price. All those rats get in free. Seems silly that the brain wouldn't like put the brain where the brain goes. Like that. that That's where they think you'd put them. Yeah, right. (laughs) Crang is way ahead of you dramatically. Uh, All right, let's take a little break. We will be right back.
definitely get somebody from Fiverr to host this podcast. That would be fun. Okay, that, now I'm in. We can do an episode. Each one of us has to hire somebody for $5 to record this episode and act like us. Now that I love. <laughs> I want a series of guests from, from Fiverr. So we have this endless stream of guests for $5. I'm sure there's a lot of people that would just be on a podcast for $5. All of our other guests would be pretty pissed that we didn't pay them a dime. <laughs> That's true. So they should be a lot of people shaking us down for money after that. <laughs> All right. We'll have to remind the people on Fiverr that they should be doing it for free. But what if we call it the Fiverr series? Yeah, it's different. It's got a whole different feel. And at the end, at the end, they got to give us 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but we use five of that to buy them a $5 foot long from <laughs> insert your favorite sandwich place here. <laughs> Uh, well, welcome back, everybody. We have been talking very seriously about Krang. <laughs> <laughs> about Krang and all of his sexual his sexual fetishes he has with all the big boys. He likes the, he likes the big boys. He is at a certain height, isn't he, to do certain things? <laughs> well, he's he's definitely at at blowjob height. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Is that what Craig suggested? I bet that would be a wonderful, a wonderful feeling because I bet he's got mush mouth. <laughs> well, first of all, there's two expressions there. One of them is getting brain, uh, which is already an expression. That's filthy. That's filthy. Just saying. I didn't make it up. I wouldn't say something like I'm that. I'm just sharing knowledge. The other one is getting cranked. No, that's not true. <laughs> we don't know. Let's... <laughs> I bet bet an Urban Dictionary they've taken care of that. I'm going to go on Fiverr, get get someone from Urban Dictionary to look it up. (laughs) You're going to crank someone? All right. Sorry. Let's get get serious. So, yeah. What do you think, Anthony? Would you... I'm horrified. I'm horrified. The prospect of explaining these characters is somewhat terrifying to me. I think it's dramatically appealing. But here's here's, here's what I'm worried about. This is what I'm worried. I came up with this idea the other night. Meredith and I were out at a bar, and I, because I've been thinking about this all week, and I keep thinking to myself, okay, from it, it's a, pretend this is like a movie preview, right? And it's like from the studios that brought you Joker, and the director that brought you Cruella. Now, a brand new movie, and it's Charles Manson, and. The idea of this movie now is to explain away the evil, and there's something about that that horrifies me. Yeah, I, I, I was I was having this kind of discussion actually this week, which is really interesting about um, just just like serial killers nowadays versus what they used to be, and like it seems like there's a modern trend of people just going and shooting a place up, right? And uh, we've seen the news almost like every other day. It's it's depressing, but go back a little bit of time and like you had these guys that were doing some really weird shit over long periods of time but you would learn their backstory and not that you would forgive them but you would say that's the reason that they got to where they're at you know like right yeah like your mansons and your toy box killer yeah uh, you know etc etc but that empathy for me anyway that empathy ends pretty quickly you know it's like that may be the reason that's not the excuse you know but I'm with you. I think that it's a it's a weird road to walk down where you're like, well, if you know Hitler would have went to our school, yeah, right, we should feel bad for him. Yeah, and that's the, that's a real conundrum because it basically the the dark side of those kinds of movies is you're making a certain kind of wager that there is no evil, everything can always be explained, 
And is that a good move? I think it might be a much more honest move than the other world in which like people are just labeled evil or labeled good. So I think there's something more honest about it, but it's something that I think it does give me pause to think that if suddenly a movie like Joker or Cruella or any of these other movies that kind of explain these characters, what they effectively do is make it impossible for someone to be evil. The other thing is, though, they're making those movies off of characters. You're talking about humanizing real people who are evil. Yeah, but that line is so thin, man. Yeah, the line is thin, yeah. Yeah, is it, though? Especially, like, there's characters based off of real people, and then, like, oh, well, we know that that character is an amalgamation of these two real people, and now, you know, I, I, I that's a thin line. But that is a very clear distinction at the same time. I agree with you, Greg, man. It's like, as long as we're in the realm of fantasy, we're okay. And we had a, an episode that, like, what's the line of, of forgiveness? What makes you evil? What is that act? Like, how far is it, like, some of these movies, like Cruella DeVille, she wanted to kill puppies. 101 Dalmatians. Which is really bad. <laughs> but she didn't kill any people. So where's the line for you as the viewer? Is it, like... You know, so <laughs> now I sound terrible. The point I'm making is that, like, that pushes whatever that line is for everybody, I think, whenever it's like, now we have to pick where that line is. Yeah. And in this movie, they did it really well because Michael Bay had more explosions in the uh, John Wayne Gacy story, that clown, you know, like, so, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I don't, I don't know the answer. It's, it is scary. It's kind of the argument, though, that they were making in the 90s with video game violence and everything, too. I mean, I'm definitely not, I'm not saying, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know any of the, any of the answers here, but I'm not saying that it actually makes people more violent at all. Uh, I think, think it's an it's an interesting prospect to me that, the weird side effect is that there is no evil. It's not possible to have evil. I don't know. I just don't agree with that. I don't think it's there is no evil. I think it's just with the fantasy world, with the superhero movies and the superhero villains, you get it because they are a character that, for whatever reason, you might get invested in, and then you're interested in hearing more about their story. We still have that with the Charles Mansons and all the serial killers because we have so many documentaries and, and other things we can go back and look at of their story they're not humanizing and they're giving you more information on them but like it's just the line i don't know i don't think it's that gray of a line it's it seems pretty like you're examining a character that was created because there's seen to be interesting there's not going to be a movie for every single villain in every single marvel or dc iteration yeah there's only going to be ones for the ones that people are actually interested in and you saw that with suicide squad nobody really gave a shit about any of them then people were like, oh, but they liked Harley Quinn. Let's try to give her a movie. And that bombed. So we're not going to see a movie about Krang in therapy like 20 years prior to the original Ninja Turtles. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, I think there was something that really was really interesting that you said there, Greg. Only one part. The rest of it was boring. And I, I <laughs> you. No, I'm just kidding. But one of the things that you said, which I think is, is interesting and where we have to expand a little bit is you said that those movies about the actual serial killers humanizes them and i think that we all have this altruistic idea of what it is to be human we want us to to think that humans are all better than worse and certainly for survival it seems that way oh, no, i was saying it doesn't humanize them well but i think being human is more gray than it is black and white and that there are people that do bad things and there are people that do good things. And so uh, as many movies as there are that may humanize or or dehumanize, 
Because whatever that word means to you, I think is is the point here. Like, yeah, there's no center. There's no hard center. What it is to be human isn't as clear as I think we think it is. And there's no hard center. And so there's people who are exploring that through media genres. And we're kind of all at the liberty of the creators. And right now, Disney and Marvel want to, quote unquote, humanize the the main movie villains that they had from the, the animated movies. See, I, I think they're just capitalizing on another character in their stories that people are interested in. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, 100% agree. You can call, you know, yeah, you can say that they're humanizing where I think they're just like, it's the same way that we they capitalize on every Charles Manson documentary because people are interested in hearing more about Charles Manson. But it's not that they're trying to make Charles Manson more likable. Well, what we need is a Broadway musical about Charles Manson. <laughs> where, what, where what we do is we do like the Joker movie thing where we make him kind of just a victim of a bad society. So he actually didn't do anything wrong. The society is the only person that did something wrong. <laughs> and that would be a hilarious Broadway musical. We, we'll get there. I mean, realistically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the real question though is, is it negative or is it not negative at all? I mean, is it worse to continue to have movies where people are just evil and good and there's no explanation at all? Like you just are the way you are, how we label you. That's also bad. So it's kind of interesting. Like there's an in-between here that I don't know the answer to because I feel like they're actually extremes. One extreme is you're just labeled and there's nothing you can do about it. And the other extreme is you can never actually label something ever. Back to that conversation I was saying before that I've been having recently is like the killers nowadays are different than the killers of the past. And there may have been something in the water, in the air. And I I'm, I mean that literally. A lot of the villains, modern day actual villains, uh, mental health comes into play a lot more. Uh, it's a lot more nature versus nurture, at least seemingly. Mm. And that could in the future... Uh, show its face in in movies and that might have that reversal because it's a lot harder i think to empathize with somebody who like you were saying is born quote unquote evil than to have not again not a not an excuse but a a reason for their evilness that is still unexcusable Ooh, that's dark yeah i don't know i think it might be true but i'm not sure it's something that i've been playing with like you're just genetically evil according to society or you know again you that the word evil could be not that evil is true or false, but according to a particular slice of society in time, you're considered evil. Yeah, programmed wrong. Right. Because at another time, maybe a million years in the future, having those attributes are what we're looking for. Weirdly, yeah. I mean, hopefully no, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you never know. I mean, you can only, I guess you can only play the hand you're dealt. Yes. I think that's really <laughs> what we're saying here. The Joker play was playing his hand. Yeah, the Joker was just playing the hand he's dealt. No harm, no foul. <laughs> Not a bad dude. You know, he, <laughs> he got dealt like a three and a seven for his pockets. And he was just like, I'm playing this hand. No jokers. I'm going to keep raising. No, yeah, no jokers. He was playing. Uh, <laughs> oddly enough, he was playing Texas Hold'em and there was no jokers. No jokers. <laughs> oddly enough. He really did. He just kept raising the stakes. It is a conundrum, though. I don't you know. I definitely don't have the answer to it. But there's something, I guess, about it that kind of just sticks in my craw about about those movies. Here's the deal. I think it's true. I think those movies are actually true. I think you can actually. Evil is not as black and white as we're saying it is. It is actually more gray because it's evil to whom. And there's like there's no center. Like, I think these are all true things. But there's something that's kind of scary about it as somebody that wants like a stable universe. Because I think all of us humans, I think what humans desire is some kind of stable thing to hang their head on. And those movies are saying, you thought you could hang your hat here, but you can't because the Joker's 
not a bad guy. <laughs> and alternatively, in the last you know ten to twenty years, there's been a lot of movies that show the other side of superheroes too. You know, some of them more serious than others. Um, what was that great one that Pee Wee Herman was in? Oh, right, Mystery Men years ago. Uh, movies like Mystery Men or even The Watchmen, we get to see that even the heroes aren't as good as they are or or even you know biopics so like you get to see like these perfect people that we think that are heroes like are more gray right well did you guys watch the boys because that just takes you right down the other side i haven't Ooh, it's brutal maybe it's becoming more realistic and it'll crunch in and be more realistic but that's gray. like like you said we want some stability i want some black and white answers you know i think part of this is why i love wrestling so much right now there are faces and heels and oddly in the wide world of entertainment, it's one of the few bastions that just like do that. And I don't, I'm not sure it's a good thing. You know, I'm not entirely sure artistically it's actually good to do that. But it is kind of a breath of fresh air because I think there's been a major move to kind of explain everything as going backwards. Yeah, but there's always heel turns. and Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, but they're either one or the other. They're never like, well, I was beaten as a child. So now right, now yeah. But that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be absolutely amazing if McIntyre or Bobby Lashley. No, McIntyre is a good guy. Good guy. But like Bobby Lashley or any, any of the heels come out and they start talking about like their latest therapy session and why they, they couldn't afford good help like Joker style. And then they just beat the fuck out of good people. <laughs> I mean, that would be an amazing wrestling turn. I would love that. It would be very of the time. Would you, though? Or would you actually hate that? It would be funny because it would be so not the norm for wrestling. The closest it can get is that there's a conspiracy theorist that I love. Sami Zayn. It's so funny. Like, he's back there with a bulletin board connecting all the dots of how this happened in the wrestling world. And how like Kevin Owen flipped and like all this. It's amazing. That's the closest, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> I want like super real world problems for these wrestlers. And we're back to the wrestling. <laughs> I love it. Full circle. Yeah, everything I guess is loosely based on my love of wrestling right now. <laughs> I would say every episode starts and ends with wrestling now. <laughs> Maybe this will be a WWE podcast. I wouldn't be sad about it. And I'll be the only person that watches it. That's the best part. The WWE <laughs> Bruce Hornsby Express. <laughs> yeah. In case you've forgotten, it's been a minute since we've mentioned it. This is the Bruce Hornsby fan club. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to work him into uh, the WWE in here. Uh, all right. Well, I think we can hang it up there. We've done We've done good work here. We've not solved any of the, anything. We but... haven't solved it. This is a big question. It's a great question, though. I like it. It is. It's fun. I mean, uh, yeah, right in. I mean, let us know. How you feel about this question? Because I've been thinking about it all the time. Dial in at 929-352-6173 or send us a text message there and you can let us know how you feel about like the very question of evil. I mean, I guess it goes as deep as that, really. And black and white and gray. And can we have black and white or is it only gray? But if it's only gray, then there's no answer. It's really, it's a rabbit hole. So hit us up and you can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Pod. That's L. M A Y A Q pod. So yeah, at Lamayak pod, you can hit us up on Insta and Twitter and you can get at us on Reddit at the same address, by uh, the, at the way. Same address. Okay, great. So we have a subreddit at the same address where we post our questions. So you can get up in there as well. You can go to moot.tv. You can listen to the other shows. You can listen to the Derek D dozen white wasabi. 
Kyle Mocha won't shut up. Final season. Final season. Yep. Go back and listen to the last episode we had the whole crew on. To vindicate myself, I haven't heard it yet because it hasn't been released yet when we're recording. <laughs> so don't think I'm a dick. I would listen and know. <laughs> I'm not evil. But if I was evil, I could explain that. And that's the important thing. <laughs> there we go. We got anything else? Head over to moot.tv and you can donate to us by clicking on any of the Lamayak posts. And there's a red donate button on every post. Or you can go to the moot.tv shop there. There's some cool merch that we have that's Lamayak branded. So go buy that. That's the best way to currently support our show other than donating. Thank you so much for your listenership. It's 200 and almost 30 episodes now we are rocking and rolling sorry if our release schedule's gotten a little hazy so we appreciate you staying on board we hope everybody's having a safe and productive summer now that we're getting back to quote-unquote normalcy get those shots for you and your kids if you can and uh buy some crank sex boots <laughs> and i say go to sleep <laughs> like it always seemed like it was real wet inside the dude he was in. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>